Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Well, sometimes it's a lot more titillating to not have the imagery when you only have the audio. Because, you know, okay, so, like, like, Steven Skeep? Yeah, sure. Uh -huh. I really like his voice. And I think I would be very disappointed if I looked up Steve Inskeep and discovered that he looked... Oh, yes, I know exactly what he looks like. Well, who's Steve Inskeep? Like. He's on NPR. Yeah, I'm not going to oh, tell you. Oh, dear I'm gonna, God. I'm gonna, hold, on, hold on to that, that, that fantasy there. You're good. Mm. You're all right. We're... Um, uh, this is Apocalypse Now. I think I served him a beer once. You probably actually. have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Tim Harvey. This is uh, uh, Curtis Smith. Hi. Dustin Adair. Hello. And we are discussing audiobooks. Curtis is going to record some. Now I'm going to look him up. Um, and Dustin's about to have his, his illusion shattered. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And so we've we've been discussing this. We should do Tim's audiobook corner. <laughs> I actually am going to start doing a little uh, write up, or either a write up or another uh, maybe a little video thing talking about audiobooks. I listen we to some because I'm at work. We weren't really talking about audiobooks. Hey. We were talking about how audiobook sex scenes can be sometimes more sexual than say your regular old pornography. You made it sound like this. I was gonna be. I was gonna find like. I don't know what you're. If you find him attractive or not, perfectly serviceable. He's a very. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I totally. That guy. That guy came into the bar, and I had my back turned, and he was having a conversation at the bar, and I turned around. I go, "Why is your voice familiar?" And he told me who he was, and I shook his hand, and I said, "I recognize you by your voice." Yeah, I, mean, I don't and know. I, and I'm sure that happens to him everywhere he but goes. But I have very little standards. <laughs> He's a good-looking guy, though. But at the same time, you know, I, you've told me before what you you find attractive, so I'm just going to let you have that image yeah. in your head. Right now. Right he's now no, he's no Eugene, but he'll do. You're thinking of Pulse? Teeth. The teeth. <laughs> all of the teeth. You need to have all the teeth. All you the need teeth? to be a regular human color oh, of teeth. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well... Now you know, folks, so yeah. those of you listening at home, those are your requirements. Send your emails and photographs to Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, actually, while we have not come here to discuss sexy voices or sex apps, we are here to talk about The Walking Dead. Yes. Which was a fantastic dialogue-driven episode this week. It was very I interesting. Agree. I'm very interested in how they're going to deal with the wives <laughs> coming up. The wives are going to deal with themselves, I have a feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, basically, this is the Eugene episode. The Eugene and Dwight episode. Really. And it's about time. I missed Eugene a lot. So, when we last saw Eugene, he had been uh, dragged away by Negan and company because Negan discovered that Eugene knew how to make bullets. And, of course, bullets are a valuable commodity in this terrible new world. Or terrible not-so-new world. Season 7, after all. And I didn't get to see that episode, though. Was it like, who made these bullets? Well, pretty much. Like, I yeah. made all yeah. them bullets. Rosita. I made all them bullets in my shop. Rosita <laughs> asked him to make bullets. Indeed. Oh, Rosita. Her. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then she took one, the one bullet that he had made... And put it in her gun. And when Negan was basically... After he gutted Shane. Right. 
Um, she shot it at him. And the only reason that Negan is not dead right now is that he was swinging his bat up onto his shoulder. And the book, like, it was not like some ninja move. It was just kind of on accident. Yeah. And, and the bullet hit the bat instead. And he's stunned because he looks at it and goes, this isn't like a manufactured bullet. This is a homemade job. Who the hell made this thing? And he's going to torture Rosita right there in the town square when Eugene is like, I did it, I did it. It was me indeed. So <laughs> basically this is... Indeed it was indeed. This is uh, him showing up. This is, of course, after, mm-hmm. after Daryl has escaped. Oh, yeah, I dumped him right off the back of the truck into a, into a who-knows-what's-going-to-happen-to-me. Eugene is so convincingly terrified. Yes. and It makes I think, me feel so scared for I him really, all the time. I really, I think, I wonder if what they learned, I mean, they knew to get that they were not going to get Eugene by locking him in a room mm-hmm. and being like... Oh, they, you know... They tortured, they straight up tortured Daryl for a little while. Right, mm-hmm. but Daryl wasn't a commodity what didn't have that much value i mean mm-hmm. you know but this this guy here's a guy with knowledge and that's what really matters when the when the poo poo goes south now i'm so basically we have this scene where negan is saying okay we've got you here we know you can make bullets what else can you do are yeah. you smart yeah mm-hmm. you know, are you valuable to me yeah value and mm-hmm. eugene is terrified but he Points out a couple of flaws in descent in in the vent system, and mm-hmm. and Negan's very excited about that. And so today's today's gross zombie award goes to Fence Zombie, who yeah. just falls in half. Yeah. And just it was a really untidy green screen shot, but it was still good. Well, and the, the the basic premise here is that Negan's like, well, these we've got this great defense system, and we've got all these walkers, but they tend to fall apart. How do we fix that? And this is your test. Now go. Go or die, essentially, was the implication. <laughs> he's like, mm, do you have a smelter? And he's like, yeah. Well, just pour, pour liquid metal on them. They'll lock them into place. They won't fall apart. And Negan's like, I like this idea. Do you have an induction heating coil? <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway. And then, his, well, then he straight yeah. up lies to it. Yeah, I mean, tells him the, the lie, the main lie that got Abraham and Rosita in, in his group in the first place. Mm-hmm. And... Negan buys it, and I think that's why when when he's walking off, when Eugene's walking off, that's why he was smiling. I don't think it was anything else other than that. What did he say? I've been tested by experts. I am a man apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Good. I think that, yes, he's... He'll be right back. He's done what he needed to survive, which I think is the, the clear first victory there. Is, okay, I, I'm, I'm still alive. Okay. But there was something about that smile that makes me think, and especially between that and the end of the episode, I think Eugene sees an opportunity here. That is, I do too. I I think that I I have this feeling we're not gonna we're not gonna get a Judas because no, no. if we were gonna get a Judas, it would have been Gabriel last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that we're gonna get. Eugene at Negan's compound playing playing along, doing what he needs to do, and then basically when the shit hits the fan, Rick's people show up on their on their white horses, Eugene's gonna flick a switch and a Rube Goldberg device that he's been building for fourteen episodes <laughs> is gonna, you know, cause all these 
well, Battle of Walkers to fall down. Well, let me plant something. a seed of doubt. What if, I mean, Eugene's a survivor. Obviously, he lied to get what he needed from the other group. But the other group never really embraced how intelligent he is. Well, see, he he but, but you have missed some of the episodes of the show. No, but, but I will say that he does have a point because we have all of the people that are closest to Eugene have at one point or another been like, you are actually a moron. You don't offer anything to this group in way of survival. Mm -hmm. And here we have Negan going, you're a smart dude. You can offer us really cool stuff to help us survive. So I could see that go. I, I, but I, can, I don't, I don't. Yeah, see I can, it. I can see it as well too. And I think that it, it's a, it's a valid way of looking at it. And that's, I think what the show wants us to think for a minute or two. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think there are enough clues here in what we see in the way he reacts to things to really call into question the idea that he would actually betray Rick and company. And one of the things we get is we get another view inside the workings of Negan's compound. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the trade system, you know, the, how, what, what is held to be valuable and how you deal with it. And because Eugene has provided an idea that Negan likes, Negan says, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send over a couple of my wives. You can't have sex with them. That's a no-no, but you're good. They're, what is you know, they can deal? keep you company. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he, Negan is fucking mm. gross, Curtis. I know. He's super gross. He no, is gross. He reminds, me, he reminds me of me when I was like 30. What surprises me about Negan so far trying is that... To... Yuck. <laughs> I was gross. Is that in the comic, while Negan is brutal and vicious and clearly a little insane, when it comes to women, he's actually supposed to be the character that goes, you know, you treat women with respect. He's convinced that his wives are with him willingly, where you don't get that sense here. No. No, you, no. You don't get that sense at all. I mean, he's you don't get the sense that he thinks that here at all. He knows the power situation. He knows I don't know. I kind of I kind of think that he thinks his wives aren't gonna betray him or they wouldn't I think he's gonna think they're gonna betray yeah, him because out of out of fear for their families. I don't think well, it's the sense yeah. that he thinks they love him. Yeah, he understands as to quote him, I'll paraphrase him, he understands their grievances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? But in the comic, he believes his wives love him and he is somebody who acts as if the worst thing you can do is treat a woman badly. There's a scene in one of the comics where um, a character is either going to rape a woman or, or thinks that the idea of raping a woman is funny. Mm -hmm. And Negan is like, no. And he basically kills the guy. He goes, he goes you don't do that. That is, that is that kind of, you know, you don't treat women that way. Whereas mm -hmm. now we have in, in this iteration. I don't even, yeah. Fully actively, like, obviously raping these women. I, I mean, just, it didn't have to be his wives that he was hanging out with. There's plenty of people around there. Hey, you and you, go play video games with the dork. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's, no, it needed to be the wives because he's picked the prettiest girls. Like, that's, you missed yeah, that but, episode. Yeah, but everybody screen, knows but... that, well, God, I almost said something horrible just then. I'm glad I didn't. Here's what I was going to say. Everybody knows that pretty girls aren't very fun to talk to. Well, that's, I think, <laughs> what you kind of, you know, that's what you see, like, the so the three wives show up, and it's a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead, of course, because Negan believes in sending a set. And... <laughs> Um, <laughs> collect the set. And it's the blonde whose boyfriend got her his face burned right. a couple of weeks ago. 
And she just basically sits up with that and drinks champagne the whole time. Mm. And the other two are oh, just Oh, she's like, none too happy. The other two are just like, so, what's going on? And then Eugene's like, bridge games. And he's in there playing his video game. This the, Galactal, the Galactal Pax is in trouble <laughs> because of the fla flagons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, that game didn't sell very well. But yeah, that was a popular one, I think. <laughs> But it's it's clearly I mean it's Negan is looking at Eugene and he's seeing somebody he's like oh clearly this guy doesn't know how to deal with women he's going to be overwhelmed and so grateful for having pretty girls draped all over him he doesn't understand I guess but I mean he's seen them he's seen Rosita and he's mm -hmm. seen Tara and mm -hmm. he's seen like Michonne and Sasha he's seen all these <laughs> super hot women that eugene has been in cahoots with so like i don't see how he would think that he was gonna well but he looks uh, at eugene and he sees the socially awkward geeky guy who is easily walked over and he does what every person who looks at that kind of person does and goes i'll throw a pretty girl at him and he'll be like whatever you want because you know it's it's that but he's like i don't care i don't care if you do have vaginas just don't <laughs> This is very inappropriate, and I would very much like to talk about something else. <laughs> and they said, they go, fine, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the Human Genome pro Project. And he's like, oh, I'm I not used, allowed to talk I about I used that. to work inside a black box, and I can't say what went inside in there. <laughs> and then he's like, you know. But let me show you some, some explosions. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I love that. That was so great. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that he really does just sit there and go, okay, well, yeah, I can do this. I mean, Eugene actually is really smart. He is a coward, as he states He is again super today. smart. Most people who look like that or act like that are probably among the smartest, most handy people you'll meet. You only she, say that because you look and or sound exactly like that. I do not. Not well. I, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Isn't that all of us? I don't have room, a, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a mullet. And my face Any is hairier. Whatever. Well, <laughs> come <on>. seventeen. <laughs> What else are you going to do? I there have, are photos. I <laughs> have, not at the same time. I never had a photo, thank God. But in, in succession, uh -huh. a rat tail. Uh -huh. And then after the rat tail, I had Edward Furlong Terminator 2 bangs. Oh, because I needed, there are photos of I this. I needed the drama around my face. Of course. Uh -huh. Yes, there are. In fact, I, <laughs> I, my, one of the very few like full family like grandparents mm -hmm, sure. aunts and uncles cousins all of them like standing in a in a photo studio right. looking like you know we were posed right yeah is a picture of me in my edward furlong terminator 2 bang i always called that the hair flop i had a bad, hair flop oh, myself so well I did, I did both curtis and i used to have long hair I had yeah long hair too. Well, I I actually when I did I had a I had a really long mullet when I was in high school. And well, you had I, long hair. You had long hair when I met you. Right. We, 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 well, yeah, but it wasn't. Where you had long hair. It wasn't a mullet though. I mean, no, no. This was like I had I had, I had gone to a, a stylist and got a perm for it, just the back wow. part. Wow. See, um, yeah, I never went that far. I did have long hair in my in my middle middle to late twenties. Uh, and I there had, are photos. I had hair down to the middle of my back. Well, I'm, glad, I'm just glad they didn't make Eugene get a haircut because that would, I mean, yeah, they threatened it a couple of times. Pardon, I mean, yeah, and we're all like, <laughs> no, God, no. So, anywho, he takes the girls out to a, one of the open areas and does a science project. Teaches them how to make teaches them how to make helium and to make a uh, foamy... no, that was that was hydrogen gas in those balloons, not to be a dick. oh, that's right, thank you, helium's inert. Thank thanks, right. 
Uh, and Ish. then he uh, did a little the, the volcano science project thing, basically. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. The thing with the, the dish soap and the, and the yeast and the... Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girls are very impressed. And consequently, they come back to him the next night and say, Hey, remember our friend who drank too much and looked all sad? She wants to die. <laughs> Could you make her a suicide pill? And he's and he's this, like, oh, of course I can do that for you. And he, but he does have. They say, oh, she just wants to fall asleep, and he goes, that's a terrible idea because once she falls asleep and dies, she's gonna wake up as a walker and kill all of you. <laughs> and they're like, we'll take care we'll of that. We'll take care of that. And they ask her. He goes, well, it's okay. How much does she weigh? And they go. Two hundred and twenty-five pounds, and me and Tim looked at each other like, "There's no way that girl weighs one hundred and twenty-five pounds." She's like eighty-seven pounds. So maybe wet. she's ninety pounds. Maybe. And so yeah, super hot though. I'm not and saying like, that's bad. Like, oh yeah, and make two just in case. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh huh. But so he, yeah, he goes and discovers that he can pull the power play himself because he goes right. what goes to find the supplies and. And runs into the whole, you know, are you, did you just cut in line? Are you a jerk? Go back to the end of the line. He's like, no, actually, I'm the new engineer. Obey me. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it worked. He steals a goober schmoot. <laughs> whatever, that, whatever his sock monkey. It's a sock monkey. Okay. Yeah. Looks like it was knitted. It's a knitted. Yes, I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna call it whatever. Listen, listen, props department for The Walking Dead. I know you all listen to this show. So, <laughs> one of the actors just one of the actors uh, from the uh, kingdom just started following me on oh, yeah? Twitter. Yeah. So, well, well that's Twitter though. <laughs> well, I, I wonder. I called Donald Trump the c-word. Hmm. Well, you know, you know the guy who played who plays Eugene as a groundling, right? And so I wonder, like, if they just allow sometimes just allow him to be like. Take a minute and do whatever you want. Like I don't, I have no, I I do not feel like that part of that whole thing was scripted at all. Where he just like started taking stuff. Oh yeah, because that was right out of the jerk. I want this, and I'm going to take this, and I don't know what did, this is. That did, yeah, that did feel like it was like completely unscripted. It really yeah. felt well. That and way. it's another one piece of this episode where he took know, all they, of the medicine from the medicine. Where bucket. there's humor here again. And mm -hmm. it's situational humor because it's Eugene. Mm -hmm. But he, uh, you know, he gets the stuff and he makes he makes the suicide pills. And curiously, he has all this equipment that out of came out of nowhere. I mean, there's like glassware and I'm beakers. Sure he take it all. But um, you know, nobody stops by to see how he's doing. That seems a little odd, but whatever. Well, especially the tattooed neck girl. Right, I like her. I do too. She was she was his tour guide in the early part of the episode. She was very most of it. Fact. She she hang, he she drove drugged him around a lot of times. She looks super familiar. She, I'm not, I'm not certain. I haven't seen her in another film. It's entirely possible we were talking about that the few episodes ago. The yeah. the actresses who show up that we were recognizing. So the girls come back around and they're like, so. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. Oh, we have the whole thing with this. Yeah, we, so, we haven't done any Dwight stuff. Right. So oh, my God, Dwight. Before we can talk about what what happens later. Dwight. So, Dwight, as, as we know, Dwight has a, uh, a relationship with Daryl that is fraught with tension. Dwight has a relationship with Negan that is fraught with tension. Uh, Dwight's relationship with his former wife, now one of Negan's wives, is fraught with tension. <laughs> it's so unevenly written. And... Somebody let Daryl out, uh, and he escaped. And we know it wasn't Dwight, 
And so the first, obviously, the next, you know, economy of character. It has to be... Somebody we've met already. Right, which pretty much means Dwight's wife. It was. Negan's not too thrilled about this because, you know, Dwight was supposed to keep Daryl in his cell, and so he beats the living crap out of Dwight and throws him in the cell and then lets him out and says, so, what are you going to do about it? And because your, your wife's my wife has gone missing and maybe you should, maybe you should, you know, go out and kill her or something. He's like, I'm going to go get her. And he hops on the bike that he stole from Daryl. And he goes oh, out. he's wearing Daryl's vest. Makes me mad. Yeah, it's, it's all a bad time. And they give us another one of those little insights into Dwight. And what's curious is that for a show that has done really well with giving us really solid moments with a lot of different characters, they're being so erratic with Dwight because it's some, they're trying in this weird roundabout way for us to make us feel sympathy for Dwight. After after setting it up that we shouldn't feel no sympathy for Dwight whatsoever. Yeah, they do they do an episode where Dwight has a sympathy like this one. This was a design. This was a this was a, a construct of the design of the episode though. Because when he reads that letter from his wife, he goes to find his lady because he thinks he knows where she is. She's at the cabin. So he shows up at the cabin, finds a note left by his wife that explains to the audience. I mean, it's written to, it explains to Dwight and the audience for our edification that he did used to be a good person and that she hates who he's become and she cannot be around him anymore. And that's because why... She, because she feels like she made him. Right. They're and trying that, to protect her. Right. And that's why... him into this. That's why they spent some time trying to butter us up for him this week. And and so that we could have that... That emotional kind of... That kind of character emotional arc where he slips. He, has, he gets a chance to make a choice. Is he human or is he Negan? But the problem here is, and, and you're, well, I think you're right, but the problem is, is that if this was a series where we spent multiple episodes with Dwight back to back, if we took all the episodes with Dwight and his wife yeah. and put them back to back with this, it probably would flow into, we see this piece of their relationship, this piece of their relationship, and then we get the letter. And suddenly these pieces all connect. But there's other episodes in between them. Mm -hmm. Right, because so we see, we see, if we just saw those things, we'd be, we'd have some sympathy for him, but we don't. We see also him how going duplicitous out and crazy he is. Right? You know, yeah, an asshole he is to anyone he can he comes into contact with, and how, and it's not just it's not just people like our Alexandria Team Zombie. It's the people that are like the numbered people down in the in the bowels of the Savior's compound, because they're, the first Dwight episode was all about him. Like the it, oh, the opening to show you who Dwight was was him going around stealing shit from the number people to make himself a sandwich. Mm -hmm. So it's I think if you again again if you put all these episodes back to back and watch them straight through, you'd sit there and see this is a broken person who at some point was a good man who made decisions to protect his wife, and it all went wrong, and now he's become this creature that she can't she can't be around anymore because she feels like she's done it to him mm -hmm. and you'd have sympathy for her in a way you wouldn't have sympathy for her before well I, yeah i think she was very think... opportunistic yeah so it there it's so erratic with with how we're supposed to feel about <laughs> dwight here 
as per normal, while we while we are filming this, Cartoon Network is on in the background, mm-hmm. and I Tim just looked up that moment of pause you heard was Tim looking up and watching uh, uh, Peter Griffin egg Cleveland Brown in the ass like like throw eggs raw eggs at his butt. It was just bizarre. <laughs> I could I'm sitting right next to Tim. I just saw him glance up and then stop for a second as he was like, "What am I looking what's at? What's happening? Why is life a thing? Why?" <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so Dwight has found this house. I think it was the house that he used to live in. Oh yeah, it was her, it was her and, home, I guess. And he's reading this note, and I kept w- waiting to see her body or a, or a, or a Walker. Right, and I knew guy, that wasn't gonna happen. It's way, that's way too easy. That's way too Walking Dead for them to do anymore. Yeah, but we, yeah, but we also that season three. Yeah. <laughs> but we also see that he's been carrying on this cigarette pack, and in the cigarette pack was a, was a cigarette, one of, one cigarette that he smokes, another cigarette that has her lipstick on it. Yeah, and his wedding ring, because she leaves behind her wedding rings. That's true. And you see that he's held on to it, even though, you know, he's pretending to be this person who it doesn't matter to. Mm-hmm. And he's holding that in his hand. And what's interesting is that part of that letter talks about how he has memory problems. And that for whatever reason, he has a hard time remembering things. And so I don't know if that's going to factor in later. It's a, it's a very specific uh, thing to talk about that I'm very, I don't know what they're going to do with. But he comes back to the compound and he says, I killed her. And he says it to the doc. Who has, because he loves her. Well, the doc has been... We've seen the doctor in several different episodes. And he's always been this... He has got... His Hippocratic Oath went out the window a long time ago. This is somebody who's like... So he's like a normal doctor. I will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will patch you up, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... <sighs> Sounds about right. <laughs> he says, so, you know, so what happened? Well, I killed her. Oh, well, it's too bad. You know, she deserved it. Because she didn't follow the rules. And you can just watch the wheels click in Dwight's head. But I don't... I kind of don't understand why he did to the doctor what he did. I don't even understand what he did to the doctor. Okay, Okay. he took the letter. The letter that she had written him. And at the bottom it said, Goodbye, honey. Right. Like, I don't know why it said honey. Because I never called her honey except for this episode when he walked to the door and said honey. He always called her by her name. Sherry. And so uh, he left, he took that part, the bottom part of the letter, mm-hmm. and left it in the doctor's desk so it looked like the doctor had some sort of relationship with her or something. Well, it's one of, one of Negan's wives, so it's, it's, they're off limits. You know, you can't, you can't have anything that Negan doesn't give you. Mm-hmm. So no, no relations. So clearly it is set up to make him look like he's doing the wrong thing there as far as Negan's concerned. So, yeah, he basically sets up the doctor. He just sets up the doctor because he hates him. He doesn't like... He, he, he's sick of listening to this guy. And this guy's talking shit on on the woman that Dwight still loves. Yeah, okay. And, is, and who he's pretty sure is dead, even though he left her some pretzels and beer. Yes. And it's... So, yeah, he basically sets this up. So, Negan, uh, tattoo girl, picks up Daryl, picks up a Tattoo girl. Eugene. Picks up Eugene. Takes him down to the, to the smelter. You're going to want to see this. And basically, Negan does his thing with the doctor. And he's like, so, 
Right. So we found this on you, and oh, first he hits him a couple of times with Lucille. Right. Uh, and then he breaks out his the, arm. Just easy the, as you please. The bla- uh, the the iron, the 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 burn base burner, and he's like, uh, "Just say you did it." Because the whole time the doctor's like, "No, this is not true. This is not true." What Dwight? Why are you tell him the truth? Tell him the truth. And and that's and that actually is what Dwight did really slickly here is because mm-hmm. there Negan Negan's argument why Dwight isn't lying is that Dwight has something to gain from this lie mm-hmm. and that the only the only positive quote unquote positive outcome of lying to Negan about this was is dying mm-hmm. and Negan is convinced that Dwight has become a survivor and that he wouldn't do something that stupid because it would get him killed and so clearly. You know, because Negan's that guy where it's, it's personal self-interest as you're, kudos, as you're fighting. Kudos for Dwight on playing Negan so effectively. Well, Negan, for all of his, like, bravado or whatever, he, like, you think Rick has a problem with hubris. Nothing compared to Negan. <laughs> like, Negan thinks he is so high up the food chain, nobody would even dare come after him. And I think that this episode proved that everyone, like, everyone... Is getting ready to come after Negan. Not everybody's on board after after an interval of yeah. acceptance. We are we are potentially working up to one of those Rasputin is murdered scenes. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone tries to kill him at once. Yeah. And they, you know what? That, that's what's going to happen. They're all going to try and kill him at once. They're all going under everybody else under everybody's. Foot. I would love it. I love a, it as a farce. It'll be a slapstick. You remember? You remember how murder episode? Uh, Xena Warrior Princess used to do like. Like in the middle of their, you know, season long stories that they would do, uh, they would just have this one episode that was basically a cartoon with like cartoon, like slapstick music and stuff, and Xena running around and tripping over things. And, <laughs> and, you know, I would love that to happen on this show. The I closest would... we've gotten to that is Carol in the Kingdom. <laughs> I mean, those are comedy episodes. They, they Please really are. leave me alone. All right, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do see you tomorrow yeah so the the doc is like you know negan says to the doctor you know just you know, say, say you did it say say i'm sorry and the doctor says you're right you're right i did it i'm sorry and negan's like see that's all it took and then he grabs him and he tosses him in the furnace no his operational smelter <laughs> and he's a little he's a little burnt like to, to death, death. And yeah, and so then, so Eugene watches all of this, and then immediately afterwards, the girls come, the wives come to get the pills, and that's when he says, "I'm not dumb. I know these pills are for Negan, and you can't have them." And uh, they're like, "You're a coward," and he's like, "Yeah, he is." And then the very yeah. next person that shows up is Negan, and he's like, he does the "Who are you?" thing, and and Eugene's like, "Negan." I've been Negan for longer than before I even met you. I just didn't know it yet, and blah, 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 blah. Now, do you think that Negan... Okay, so is the question here, is is it really the wives trying to kill him, or was Negan setting him up? Because... Yeah, you, because you he's him? all Machiavellian and playing all these head games with everyone all the time. He, he's, like, he's like when you get pulled over by a cop, and they just start having a conversation with you. 
And then you're like, what? Are, what? Are, I don't. What are you trying to find out? What? Are, I'm, did you? Do you know something that I don't realize that you do know about me that makes me guilt? So that's why I'm acting all nervous. That's why everybody. That's that's why you're not going to take me to jail, are you? We're just having a conversation, right? You just want to know about my weed use, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what he does. He gets so far inside your head. I love this but, about okay. this character. It's so well developed in this regard. I and that's okay. I have to believe it's that's what was happening. You have to believe that. I believe exactly the opposite. Yeah. I think that, like I just said, Negan feels in touch, untouchable. Mm-hmm. Everything we have seen mm-hmm. so far of Negan tells me this person doesn't thinks he is so high up that no one would even attempt anything on him. He's got his wives completely cowed. He's got all of his lieutenants, you know, either one hundred percent loyal or the ones that he knows maybe aren't one hundred percent loyal, so under his thumb that he they wouldn't make any attempt because they know all these people are one hundred percent loyal, and you know he's. So I don't think he even thinks uh, he would. It would never even cross into his mind. I'm going to send my wives in to try and trick Eugene into making some suicide pills or some some lethal pills. You're right. That does sound like a really dumb plan to come out of his mouth. Here's what. Here's what I want you guys to do. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think I go down to the dork's house, <laughs> get him to make some pills, and come back. And tell me what he says. But at the same time, the timing is really interesting because basically, you know, the, the girls leave and then pretty much Negan's like, knock, knock, knock. Yeah, well, I, I think, but I think that you can just count chalk that up to brevity. They couldn't yeah. show him sitting there Probably. playing that video game for four more hours. That's true. Uh, let's, let's do that, that thing where he goes, I just have one question for you, and it's a big one. <laughs> Who are... I'm, I'm you, man. <laughs> <laughs> So it was so good, man. Basically, it. It, it more or less ends up with we were back at the fence, and they are beginning to apply the molten uh, metal to, to put the zombies in place. And <laughs> Eugene is up there going, uh, "You're doing that wrong. You're you're going to get metal over yourself. You want to get molten metal over yourself because that is a way to get molten metal <laughs> all over yourself." Yeah, and I. I still, I, I, I'm putting a little faith in Eugene. I am too. I think that, like I said, this is, he is, he is setting up, like he realizes that he has something that he's setting, setting Negan up for a big fall. I think that this whole, while it sounds cool, and that's what Negan sells Negan on the idea of the molten metal walkers, is that it sounds really cool. Yeah. I think very that, that is just we're just seeing the beginning of well okay the, the the obvious the obvious part right there is that those walkers aren't going anywhere. They right. are locked into a very specific location. Also heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So all you have to do once you've got a line of walkers with metal all over them mm-hmm. and all their mouths exposed that aren't moving anywhere knock over one of those guys and the whole fence comes down because it's going to be chain reaction all the walkers see I, I can see that very i can see, yeah, I see I that do. happening oh man i think that's a great plan well make I, him do stuff that'll wreck the facility well, and because it sounds like a great idea you know eugene is an easy character and we've done it before to to kind of hate on 
And oh, I hated him in the beginning. Absolutely oh, yeah. loathed when, him when he was first shown. But that's I think the problem with that was that we're all fans of the comic and we all knew where it was going. We knew he was lying. We knew he was leading. But mm. since then, like the last couple of se- the season we've had in between then and now, right. have shown that not only maybe he's still a coward, but he's he does the best and he really does love his friends in this group and will do anything for him. He turned himself in because he didn't want Rosita to get hurt. Exactly. Mm. So well, I, I take a, I take a different opinion on that. Uh, well, on on part of that. Because I didn't like the actor, the the performance that he oh, was yeah. giving. That character was such a departure from the kind of the subtlety that we were getting from most of the other actors on the show. And he was such a caricature of something. Mm-hmm. And then it took me a while to get used to him. But I just, after a while, I couldn't help it. I just adore that. <laughs> I adore him. The actor and the character. Just well, want to hug them both. And these two storylines, Dwight and Eugene, come together at the end because Eugene's standing there giving his, you know, directions, and Dwight comes up and stands next to him, and Eugene's like, uh, oh, "Yeah, we've met. <laughs> Do you remember my name?" And he's like, "No, I'm Eugene, and we're Negan." And there's something in the way that he says that to Dwight, which is. And the way the two, way these two, the way that Dwight comes up to him, and the way they're looking at each other, and the way they're you know not looking at each other, just standing next to each other, it's almost like they both know that Dwight is looking at, at Eugene and saying, "I know what you're doing," and Eugene is looking at Dwight and going, "I know what you're doing," and I don't know. I mean, for two characters who really have no business being able to do that with each other because they don't know each other, and they don't, they sh- there's no way they should be able to sit there and go, "Oh." You're going to be my new ally in this. But that's exactly what it looked like to me. Yeah, I, I got that same sense. I don't I, I don't know. And it worked. It was just, even though it doesn't make any sense. I, I'm very interested in a couple of things. Yes. Now. Uh, number one, where is Sherry? Right. What is going to... I Because they're, they're not... I mean... Sherry's I, about to hook up. I'm, I have a feeling that... Um, She's going to find somebody from the other camp, or maybe... Well, yeah, there's three other communities out there that she can just kind of stumble up. But I don't see Dwight getting the happy ending with her. No. (laughs) Well, okay, so... Okay, so... (laughs) All right. Um, Apparently, in the comic, Mm -hmm. there is a character, a female character, who is a girlfriend of someone who gets killed and is sent into Alexandria as a walker. I can't remember who it is. I don't remember either, but I could see how this could go. And and so they are saying on some of the blogs that I read, they're saying that there's a couple of different ways that could go. Number one, uh, the woman who plays Sasha, Sneak Martin Anderson, I think is her mm-hmm. name. Uh, she has been cast in as the, the lead in the new Star Trek series for CBS. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they while they keep saying, oh, she's going to still be able to do Walking Dead, she'll still be able to do Walking Dead. No. If you've noticed, over the last couple of episodes, Sasha's storylines have really, really dropped. Like, she went with Maggie over to the hilltop and basically just, like, everyone's while walks in with a plate. Well, but remember, these episodes were shot months ago. Right. And they have, they have just started production on the new Star Trek show. But, you know, so I... So they're saying there's a possibility that she is going to die by the end of the season. It, it could happen. Uh, the other person they say could be could 
be dying at the end of the season is Rosita, because while Sasha's storylines have been dropping, Rosita's storylines have been really bumping up. We keep seeing Rosita being thrown into the role that Sasha has been playing for the last three seasons. Well, yeah, the angry, uh, nihilistic, I right. want to die role. Right. I want to die in a blaze of so glory role. So they're saying that maybe they're they're bumping up Rosita so that she can we can have some impact when she dies. But now we've got Sherry thrown in the mix, I think, as another opportunity for there to be somebody to show up as a walker later. Because mm-hmm. that would be very interesting to see a walk Because Dwight says he killed her. She was attacked by walkers and he killed her. So if a walker Sherry just like pops up and like ambles over to the fence one day, that would be a hole. Well, I thought she was dead, Dwight. I thought you killed her. The I'd like to see that. The scene in the comic, as I recall, basically involves a prisoner exchange. Or or they're returning a hostage or something like that. Yeah. They got the hood on. And they pull off the hood and it turns out that she's she's dead. And I could see this with being the thing that pushes Dwight over the edge when it comes to Negan. Because we're we're going that way, obviously. That's that's the goal. In the comic, spoiler alert for the comic, um, Dwight takes over after Negan is defeated. Mm-hmm. Dwight becomes the new leader of of that group of people. Yeah. And And they all become allies. Well, you know, right. He's and he's he's on I didn't know that. So I told you spoiler. Did you hear me use the word spoiler? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> spoiler for a comic that's two and a half years old by this point. But yeah, but it's a, you know, there's fifty year old comics nobody's what, ever read. But that's before, what the show's leading towards. Right. I mean, clearly, we're we're supposed to sympathize with Dwight. We're supposed to care about Dwight, and to some degree, there's a reason for that. They don't do that unless they're either well, going to kill you terribly. Yes. Or or well, going just to make don't you tell me how. Just don't tell me how they beat Negan eventually. I know that. I know that that happens. I know it's like the toughest battle Rick's ever had. And, and then, well, they play yachts. I don't want to know. They do, yeah. Yeah, Negan and Rick. They're, what's the win and what's the win and word? You well, they were gonna do chess, but Negan has seen that movie too. So. Well, he also knocked his chess set over. Apparently. That's true. Right. So. Well, that was Dwight. Oh, but yeah. So they play Yahtzee, and and uh, and so Rick writes down seven words, and Negan can only write down four, and that's how. How I don't even remember the rules to Yahtzee. I might be thinking of Boggle. Actually. I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, could be, could be here. that Facebook Scrabble that I suck at. Anyway. <laughs> Game no, I have, honestly, I have no idea because I, I don't, I haven't read the War, all that War. Um, the, the what, what? Well, and, and, and after last week when we've been introduced to the to the poets of Doom. Um, God only knows what What's they're going to do. Well, and not only that, we've got so many, we've got so many, like, chainsaws up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I'm really interested to see how they're going to resolve some of this stuff by the end of the season. Yeah, this stuff's going to have to reach its apex and keep, and then start tumbling down because, um, these seasons don't seem that long anymore. These half well, seasons. yeah. They do 13 episodes and then they take a break until the summer. I know. I, I much prefer like 24 they it was just one Straight weekend on yeah just yeah. just get it done man so and you yeah. get to work on the next one but we're left we're left with a very interesting set of circumstances for eugene and everyone you already drank it all i don't know where you're going to put the put my glass up curtis. thank you for the whisk i'll bring you some new uh, curtis drank all my bourbon 
Not that I drink. I was going to say. I know you weren't going to drink it. I was. I, I was thinking about making some bourbon chicken at some point again. I'll bring you next week. You'll have a bottle of bourbon. Don't worry about it. Okay, that's for me to not <laughs> drink while you're here. <laughs> uh, congratulations! Here's your bottle of bourbon, Dustin. You and uh, me and your mother are going to be all the people that ever open it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. My mother's now. It was. It was. <laughs> What was it Canada Royal or whatever the Crown Royal? Crown oh, Royal, which is the good stuff. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, it's good. I know nothing about alcohol. Like I just went in, and I was like, "This is what I remember my mom drinking when I was a wee tot." It was, it was good. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back next week with more of Zonpocalypse Now and The Walking Dead. Curtis, thank you. Thank you. Two weeks in a row. It's a new record. Let's you're, keep this up. Coming back, you're now one of us again. One Welcome of us. back to Team Zombie. We can just get we, we can just get the, the real Team Zombie. That's right. Just, we'll leave that there because no one's going to listen to it that might get offended if I said that. Yeah. The real <laughs> Team Zombie. Right. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Timothy. <laughs> As always, you can find us on iTunes and podcast.com. Obviously, you're listening to one of those right now. Uh, please leave us a comment or rate us. That would be great. That helps us know and all what of you us think. are on all of the social media. Oh, yes, we, we are. We are all on Twitter. I'm at the Night Dusto. Tim is at Tim Harvey. Uh, Timothy Harvey. Timothy Harvey. And, I'm and, creepy underscore Curtis. Creepy and Curtis. So we are all floating around out there in the ether. for, And then at Sci-Fi for me if you want to... I don't know. But don't follow me on Twitter. I don't do... Just Dustin actually tweets on a fairly regular basis. Curtis and I are terrible at it. I, we, we do, we do okay for like bursts. Yeah. I used to be so much better, but... On a Saturday afternoon, if I'm feeling super witty, I'll probably <laughs> fail on the Twitter. Now, uh, nowadays, I just me play there and play. I play... Last night, with the children were gone. The children mm-hmm. were gone all weekend. Uh, last night, I played Mahjong on my phone for two hours. It felt good, though, didn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Last weekend, my Parenthood. friend... It's my, a thing. <laughs> my my uh, little little gay friend brought me out clubbing till 2 o'clock in the morning, both Friday and Saturday night. And so this weekend, when I realized I was going to have another night without the kids around, for a second, I was like, I wonder what Jake's doing tonight. And then I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, yeah, just play, I ate ice cream and played Mahjong on my phone. Nice. So, you guys do the same thing until we come back. Play Mahjong and eat ice cream and everyone will be happy. So, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye! This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>